all the thoughts that I think toward you. They're thoughts of peace and not of evil. They're to give you an expected end. Could you just say that? An expected end. I'll read that just one more time. It says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. In other words, God has not forgotten how he feels about you. He, he has not forgotten about the plan that he enacted in your life. That God has already enacted a plan in your life and he has not forgotten about it. He says, I have thoughts of peace for you. They're not of evil. I've come uh, to give you an expected end. Now, that phrase may not be common uh, for us today, but uh, what, he, what that is talking about is an, ex, an expectation. I have come with an expectation for you. And uh, in this, this expectation, I can even feel an expectation in this place here today. An expectation, whether you feel it or not, uh, I wonder if you could just say amen. There's an expectation that's here today that I believe that God, uh, God is coming, uh, and, and He has a plan for us today that God wants to, uh, impart something to us here today. Let's just read one more scripture. It's in Psalm chapter 27, verse 14. Here the psalmist writes, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And I'm, I just want to read that in one other version, in the Amplified Version, where it just gives us a little more uh, context to these um, phrases that the psalmist would write. And he says, wait for and confidently expect the Lord. I love that, confidently expect the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for it. Confidently expect the Lord. Confidently expect that God is going to do something. See, that being said, I just want to share with you this thought for this next few moments here in this service. What to expect when you're expecting. Anybody ever seen these books or you might have one on a bookshelf somewhere? If you're a, a new mother, you may have uh, picked this up sometimes. Is there anybody? Am I the only one that? That knows this book. This is a very, I am the only one? Okay. I thought this was a very popular book. They have a bunch of these uh, different versions of this book and uh, what to expect when you're expecting. It's a, uh, it's a book that, um, that pregnant mothers, oftentimes a first time mother might pick up and, and when they're wanting to know there, and, and I remember, I recall uh, our, First time that, uh, that my wife was pregnant and, and we had that book and we would just go through it just wondering, you know, what is coming up? What's, you know, we're, we're, you know, are we on track? Are we, are we tracking with how it's supposed to be, uh, be taking place? And you're going through wondering, uh, you know, you're expecting here. And, and so what can we expect in this time where you're expecting a child? And, and we would read that book very often. In fact, uh, I believe we still have it. On a bookshelf uh, there in our room, though we haven't opened it in quite some time. But I just, I just have a feeling today, and 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 uh, don't get scared off by this. But I have a feeling that somebody is going to leave this place today pregnant with purpose. Uh, 
I'm going to throw those last two words in there. That somebody can leave this place pregnant with purpose, pregnant with a call of God on your life. That you can leave expecting that God has something in, in store for your life. That I believe that God sees us in, in such a way that when, when we were born, he says, I formed you and I made you with a purpose and a plan. And I uh, just so happen to believe that today that God's still wants to see that purpose and that plan come to life. That God, he, he wants to, uh, to put a, an expectation upon us for us to live out the purpose and the plan that he would have for us. And so, and so we're here today in, 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 uh, this place and, uh, whether whether you came in this place believing that God has a purpose and a plan or not, I just want to say that I believe God has a purpose and a plan for you. You may not even realize that. You may say, I've never, I've never talked to God about his a purpose or a plan that he would have for me. I've never asked him what that plan is for my life. I've, I, in fact, I don't even, uh, I, I don't see it happening, but I believe that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. See, when I come, uh, or when, when I, see, how, how long ago was it? Nine, I guess my son, nine years old, about 10 years. Ten years ago, when we were expecting a child, I just remember that excitement that came over me. And a little bit of excitement and a little bit of dread. I don't know if you can relate to that. Uh, very, very excited that we had a child on the way. But also just wondering, what in the world uh, am, am I supposed to do now? I, I don't know how to be a father, though I had a great father as an example. But yet, you know... They don't really give us uh, the training manual that has all the answers. You might be able to look at this kind of a book, what to expect when you're expecting, but it still doesn't have all the answers. I remember uh, this expectation that uh, would you know come in me just expecting this child that uh, that was going to be born. But I even remember at times of expectation when I was younger. Anybody, uh, and I know we have those who, uh, you have never had a child today, but you still had times when you were expecting. Anybody wake up as, as a young child on Christmas morning and you just could not wait to get to those gifts? You're expecting to open. Uh, maybe you were the one that like shook all the gifts under the tree. So you kind of knew what it was and you're expecting to open that thing and you really hope that you're not disappointed to open something that, uh, you know, is not what you guessed it to be, but you're expecting something great to happen. I can remember some other key areas of my life, just time, uh, seasons of my life. Uh, maybe the, the, those dating years. We have some here today that are still in those dating years and, and right now in that season of your life. And I remember, um, expect that, that expectation that I would have for the next time that I would see Hannah, my, my, uh, didn't know at that time, but my bride to be, we were high school sweethearts and, and we dated each other from, uh, time we were, we were babies pretty much. And, uh, 
See, she was a freshman in high school when we started dating. So we had, we had those little butterflies whenever we would get to see each other every now and then. And, and they had that expectation about getting to see each other just a couple of times a week. We didn't go to school together. So, uh, we had that expectation, you know, full of expectation anytime I got to see my girlfriend. I'm, I'm telling you, there's not much like that kind of expectation because you're just wanting to impress, right? You just want to impress. You want to put on the best impression. Put a, show your best sides. With, put your best foot forward, and you're just like hoping to maybe hold her hand a little bit, and and you're expecting, uh, you know, just a little bit, um, you know, a little bit of spark to maybe uh, happen with her, and say, okay, we're gonna keep going here. Thankful it happens. See, you just couldn't wait, or I, at least for me, I just couldn't wait to be in her presence. I couldn't wait to be with her. And I wonder if there's a little bit of that even today with, uh, with the way that we might feel about, uh, about God and, and a little bit of expectation that we might have about getting into his presence. A little bit of expectation that we might put on to say, God, I can't wait. It's like what David said or the psalmist wrote when he says, I, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad. There was an expectation that was arising in my heart when I woke up that day. And they said, today we get to go down to the church house. And I can't wait to get down to the place where I can worship God. And, and maybe it doesn't even have to be in the church church house but what you say i can't expect or i can't uh, I'm, I'm expecting uh to to get into the presence of god and you have that expectation to get into the presence now there's some other times when that expectation uh just you know just overwhelmed me that that wedding day on that wedding day when i was exp- i didn't know uh you know what emotions would overcome me but i was standing as fact we were right here we were the first wedding that was in this building. Uh, back in 2008, uh, we got married and I was standing right up here at the altar and expecting a beautiful bride to make that turn right down this center aisle. And she made that turn. And I just remember the emotions just coming over me that day. I didn't cry. I don't think I cried, but I could feel all the emotions as she made her way towards me and, and, and that expectation of what is, you know, this new life that we're coming into together is going to be great. It's going to be great. And it has been great. Those seasons of expectation though, that, that one that, uh, perhaps was the greatest was, was that of expecting a child. This isn't to take anything away from Fitzgerald or from Langston, but that first child, when Asher uh, was uh, was there? I mean, my world was just rocked because I found out we're having a baby. We're having a baby, and I honestly can't even remember what it was like before that day. I mean, it's like you're, you're there with me. It's like what was life like? I actually had time to do things. If any married couples here today? Um, that don't have, uh, don't have kids just, uh, and, and you're expecting to have kids at some point. Enjoy this time of your life. In fact, get as much sleep as you can right now. Because that time of sleep is going to be short when that day comes. But I remember 
just thinking about, you know, what is this going to be like? It was almost like everything was going in slow motion at some points where, uh, where you're, you're like waiting and it's, you mean nine months? We've got nine months to get all this around, get everything ready. And, and we're just waiting that nine month time period. It's, it's both the longest period of time and the shortest period of time. It's like you don't have enough time to get things done, but yet we're still waiting and waiting and waiting. When am I going to be able to see this baby that's going to be born? And uh, at least for me, uh, that day that he was born, there was so much joy and so much delight in being able to finally hold that little child that was born and to be able to, to snuggle up. There, there's nothing like little baby snuggles. I mean, nothing like it. You, you snuggle up with a baby, and uh, I'm thankful my, uh, my youngest Langston still has a little bit of that left in him where he can snuggle up with him, and, and he'll curl up, and there is nothing like a little baby, and you get to snuggle up with them and, and, and to hold them in your arms and love on them. Uh, they get older, and they, they, they start to, uh, starts to change. I'll just put it that way. It starts to change a little bit, but, but the, those uh, all of that ex- expectation that I had, it, it did, it did uh, pay off when that baby finally came. That baby came and it has been such a joy to have children. It's been such a joy to have children. Well, this is for me though. Now, I didn't experience it the way that my wife experienced it. Because my wife experienced all of this where she would walk around and everybody could see she's expecting. She's expecting. Everybody could see it, that there was a baby that was growing inside of her. There were some things that began to change in her. And she was expecting on that day and or expecting uh, soon, uh, very soon. And, and I just want to uh, talk about a few things that you can expect today when you are expecting. When you are expecting God to do something in your life, when you come and believe that he does have a purpose and he does have a plan for your life, that there are some things that you may notice. There are some things that you could expect to happen in your life when you come believing that God has something in store for you. The first thing that you might expect to take place is for you to become more sensitive to your surroundings. And all the husbands say, yep, that was my wife. She was a little extra sensitive. And I I say that with all love and all appreciation and gratitude because she was the one that was doing all the work. She was the one that was carrying all, carrying that baby. But, you know, certain smells all of a sudden became heightened. Certain touches and certain things, certain foods, you just, couldn't cook them. I couldn't cook certain foods without her getting nauseated at uh, at those those things because uh, certain uh, sensitivities. Uh, you know, she became sensitive to certain things that she wasn't sensitive to before. Her sensory receptors were just on edge. See, the point is today that by virtue of what God is trying to do inside of you, uh, your spiritual. Sensory receptors can become sharpened. 
Your spiritual sensory receptors, when you begin to believe that God has a purpose and a plan for your life, you become more receptive to the fact that God has uh, ordered things in such a way for you to see that plan unfold. There are certain sensory receptors in you that become sharpened and heightened. And, and I'm here to tell you that if you've been baptized in, this, in the Holy Spirit, that, and if it's working and alive in you today, then you shouldn't just walk through this world and, and, and not notice that there is a spiritual warfare that's going on. That there is a spiritual war that's taking place. and But, but yet, when you believe that God is, has placed you here for a purpose and a plan, you realize that there are things, your, your senses become, uh, become more heightened and, and you become more aware of what uh, is happening in the spiritual world. In fact, it tells us in Hebrews 5.14, it says that strong meat belongs to them that are of full age. But those... Uh, who by reason of use, notice this, it says they have their senses exercised to discern or to differentiate both good and evil. They can discern or differentiate the difference between good and evil. Church, we've got to let his spirit help us navigate our way through this life. And when you're expecting God to do something in your life, you're not navigating uh, through life just by your emotions. You're, navig- you're not just letting your, your sensitive feelings and your, you know, your, things, uh, your, your own thoughts uh, to, to get you through life. You allow the Spirit to lead you and guide you. We've talked so much lately about a Spirit-led life and being led by the Spirit of God. And that is allowing those, those spiritual uh, sensors that are in you to begin to be activated. And yet that happens only when we begin to pray and we say, God, I, I want to be in tune with what you're trying to lead me and how you're trying to, uh, you know, what, what your path and what your purpose is. We become heightened to what God is trying to do. And what happens through that is that God begins to trust us. And, and he begins to, uh, to, to lead us into certain directions and certain ways. And he says, all right, now let's let this next chapter begin to unfold for your life. Because I see that you are being receptive to me moving you in certain ways. Now, the second thing that you might expect when you're expecting is that you could be, or you will be, inconvenienced. You can expect to be inconvenienced when you're expecting. You understand, church, that an authentic relationship with God will not ever feel convenient to your flesh. That getting up early for just a little time of prayer, some devotions with God, that that's never really going to feel convenient. You're going to be inconvenienced when you are uh, walking with God, when you are expecting God to do a work in your life. That It's never really going to feel good uh, to, to deny your flesh. But the Bible says that our flesh is our enemy. And the, the desires, and the pull that we uh, would have in our flesh to just go and do whatever we want, that that's the enemy of the, of the will of God for our life. It's in Romans chapter 7. Verse 18, that it says, for I know that in me, that's in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. 
For to will is present with me, but, but how to perform that which is good I find not. That he's saying, I want to do things that are good, but if I'm just following my flesh all the time and not being inconvenienced by the Spirit, if I'm just doing what's convenient all the time, then I'm not really doing the will of God. I'm not really following uh, after what God would, uh, following the plan and the purpose that God has for my life. See, our flesh will drive us in a way that is not good. It's not godly. But God is trying to bring us to a place that is in line with His will and His purpose for our life. The chapter in Romans, uh, that same chapter in Romans, it ends with this verse, verse 25. It says, I thank God that through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. So you make up your mind who you will serve. You will make up in your mind who it is that you will serve, the law of God or the law of sin. It, it's not going to be convenient. It's not convenient to, to follow the will of God. But there is, a, there is something in us to, that, that must say, I'm willing to be inconvenienced. I'm willing to inconvenience myself in order to see the plan of God unfold in my life. Because if I'm always just following what my flesh wants, then I'm never going to see the fullness of what God would have in store for me come to pass. But I believe that the greatest thing, the abundant life that God would have, it is the great, the, the best thing that you could ever do would be to put your flesh down and let the spirit rise up and to allow his, him to lead you and guide you into his purpose and his plan. That, that plan, when it begins to unfold, you see some things that you never thought were possible. Those struggles that you've uh, have held on to for so long, those things where you have said, uh, how can I, uh, how can I cut tie, uh, cut the ties with those things that keep on dragging me down? I believe that God has the answer for that, that he is able to cut ties with those bondages and the sin and the things that, that you have that are keep pulling you down, that God is able to lift you up out of sin and out of those frustrations that you have and to carry you into a new life. The third thing. That you can expect is that you can expect to undergo some noticeable changes. And a mother, when she is pregnant with child, there are some noticeable changes. It's not just, it's not just here as their, their, uh, their stomach might grow out just a, a bit, but there's, there's changes all over their body that you notice. Things that begin to happen and things that they used to wear just didn't, don't fit anymore. Their appetites that they used to have just aren't the same anymore. The activities that they used to enjoy, uh, they may for a time not, uh, not enjoy all of those activities. Why? Because they're expecting. And when you're expecting something from God, something begins to change inside of you. God begins to do a work inside of you and those old habits that you used to have. They, they begin to change that old way of living. It just doesn't have the same effect like it did, uh, you know, like it once did. Those changes on the inside, they begin to manifest themselves even on the outside. You see some things happen on the outside and others say, man, I can see a difference in you. What is going on? Has anybody ever heard that before? 
After you started living for God, after you started making some changes, that others, they saw a difference in you and they said, what is taking place in your life? I've heard that testimony so many times of, of those who they, they have, uh, you know, they come to God and then all of a sudden everybody around them is saying, what is going on with you? Why do I see, and this isn't a bad thing. I, why, why do we see these changes happening? And you can tell them about the, the change that God is doing in you because when you are expecting, there are changes, noticeable changes that begin to happen. See, I'm here today because I had some great, great grandparents who were willing to be inconvenienced a long time ago. And I'm now a f- fifth generation that, that, that I've been, uh, been in a, a Holy Ghost filled uh, family. And I'm thankful for that. But, but even for me, there were some things being, even being raised in a, on a church pew, even being raised there. There was a time in my life where, where I had to come to a place where I said, God, I need changes to happen in me. It doesn't matter about my family history. It doesn't matter about what came before me. This is for me. And I, you want know, each generation needs to have their own experience. Each generation needs to come to a place where they say, I need this to happen for myself. I need some changes to happen for me. This isn't something that I get because my grandparents had it. It's not something that I get because my parents had it. I need to experience the changes for myself. Each and every one of us, we are the children of God. There are no grandchildren of God. It doesn't pass on to the next generation like that. God wants each and every generation to be birthed from Him. I'm thankful for my heritage. I'm thankful for a church that would be here and would raise up children, but uh, children in truth and, and to come to a place where they could see the, uh, the changes that are happening in you. But someday they're going to have to decide for themselves, am I going to allow the changes to happen in me? Am I going to allow my, myself to come to a place where God would change me? See, when that, those changes begin to happen, you may have people that are scoffing at you and ridiculing you and telling you, you don't have to do all of that. I love God and here I am. And, and you know, they, they may not, uh, your, your life and the changes that God is doing in you may not match up to them. But don't let the scoffers and the, uh, the haters, don't let any of them stop you from the changes that God is doing in your life. Allow God to speak in it and just, just let him lead you as, as you're expecting the, the God to, to unfold his plan in your life. Allow those changes to begin to unfold as well. Expect some things to begin to happen. Expect some desires that you once had to go away. Expect some new desires to develop. Expect that you begin to see others in a different light and, and in, a, in a way that it's, it's through God's eyes because, you know, he, he tells us to love your enemies and to pray for those who despitefully use you and and and, and you look at the world in a different way that you used to look at the world things will change see the last expectation that you may have is that you can expect to experience some fatigue and frustration with the process Fatigue and unbearable frustration will very likely come along at some point during the process. 
That at some point along the way, you may, a mother, uh, an expecting mother may look at their doctor or their midwife and, and, and just, uh, or maybe even just some stranger and just say, just get this thing out of me. I'm done. Because you're saying, I am ready for this ex- expecting period to begin to pay off. I want to hold that child in my hands. I want to hold that baby that, that, that is, is growing inside of me. I want to see the rewards. See, Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 tells us, let us not be weary in well-doing. Why? Because in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. See, God who knows the end from the beginning, He knows exactly when the right season is is there for that promise to come forth. He knows exactly when your ministry is going to be birthed out. God knows exactly when the payoff for uh, for following His purpose and His plan is going to begin to uh, to be shown. And and you may be living this uh, this life for God and to say this is hard. It's not easy. Uh, it's not always easy to to live for you, God. And and maybe I should just give up because I'm not seeing much payoff. But let me tell you that the payoff is going to be worth it. The payoff is going to be worth it. Stick with it. Stick with this plan of God because there's nothing like when God begins to pay the rewards for those who are following His plan. There's nothing like that because there is an eternal life to gain or to lose and God is calling us to a place where we can spend eternity with him and I know there's some rewards that we can get here on this earth but there's nothing like that reward when we get up in heaven and he says well done my good and my faithful servant you didn't give up you didn't get weary and well doing I know that you got fatigued and frustrated with the process at times but just understand that you are expecting and I know that this place plan this purpose that I'm uh, uh, taking you through that there are ups and downs but you made it you made it you made it and here you are let me give you your reward see God has a reward that's waiting for you and I've just come to encourage somebody today to just hold on a little bit longer it's the, it's the due season that's going to bring that, those blessings and those miracles to pass in your life. And I'm not saying that you're never going to see those things that you're wanting to see come to pass, those promises of God. But there is even a waiting season for the things here on this earth, for the things, the ministries that may be birthed in you. And you're saying, why isn't this happening yet? Why do I just keep going through this struggle right now before I see the, the, those ministries come to pass? But God, He's saying, don't worry. It's here. It's coming. Just be patient. Just hold on. Don't be weary in well-doing. In John chapter 16, and we're coming to a close here quick. But John chapter 16, verse 21, it says that a woman, when she's in travail, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she is delivered to the child, she remembers no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. Why? Because she's brought a new baby into the world. I've come to tell you that what God has started in you, what God started in you, maybe it was many years ago, maybe it was, maybe it was even just a few weeks ago for somebody in here, but what God started in you 
You will soon forget about all those naysayers and all those people who are opposed against you because when you see God come through, you are going to forget about all the hardship and the pain. You'll forget about all the anguish. All of that will be forgotten. Because in Isaiah 40 verse 31 it says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and they shall not faint. See, all of this thing that you're going through, this process, all of this, it's going to pay off. God will help you through the process. God is going to, don't be weary. Don't be weary. Just keep on running. And God is there with you all the way. And we're going to see what you are doing come to pass. Confidently expecting the Lord's. To bring all this about. See, if we could just, in fact, if we could just stand in this place today. Today, I believe that is it, it's right now is the time for us to make some preparations for what God is wanting to bring to pass in our life. Today is a day that you can hold, you can seize a hold on that promise that God wants to birth. Through your prayers. Maybe you've been praying for something for a long time. You haven't seen it come to pass yet. You're here. You're expecting it. And you don't know what to expect during this time of expecting those prayers to be answered. But let me just tell you that those prayers are not going up into thin air and just disappearing. God hears every one of your prayers. He's heard every one. And God, he says, in my timing, in my timing, let it be done. See, today, right now, you can seize a hold of those promises. You can Today, you can expect the miraculous to happen. Today, you can just keep on pressing on to say, I'm not going to give up. Today's a day when, when it's, it's maybe a waiting period for you and, and perhaps you had a gifting or a calling that was upon your life at one time or another and, and, and you're saying that gift, that, that calling, that is far in my past. But it tells us in Romans that the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. When God called you to do a work for Him a long time ago, it doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made. God still has that purpose and that plan for your life. God still has that calling for your life. It doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made. It doesn't matter how far off the path you've gotten. It doesn't matter how much shame you're carrying today because of the things that you've done. All God is saying is, come on back. I want to bring you back to a place where you belong. I want to bring you back to the place where where you are back in the plan of God, where you're back in in a right relationship with me. I want to bring you back into this this place where I am am working in your life. And I I want to just begin to transform you and and to to do a work in you. And God is trying to bring somebody back today. You're in a waiting period right now. and, And if somebody could come and just say, all right, God, help me. God, forgive me. God, let me see the things that you promised a long time ago begin to be birthed in me. 
Uh, let me let me begin to see them, Lord, come to pass in my life. Lord, let me begin to see some changes that would take place. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that you would uh, begin to heighten some of these my spiritual sensitivities. Was there somebody today that you've had some promises and some things that God uh, he, he set out for you to accomplish a long time ago, and you've let them go by the wayside? And God is trying to bring them about again to get you to expect to see them to come to pass here today. Oh, as we open up this altar here this time, I wonder if there's anybody that has that expectation that God is not done with you yet. That God's not finished. That your story, it hasn't hit the end point yet. You're not on the final chapter of your life. It doesn't matter how young or how old you are. You're not on the final chapter. Oh, but there's an opportunity right now to come and to say, all right, God, here I am. God, if you can use anything, God, use me. God, if there's anything right now, if you can just lift up your hands even where you're at. And just say, Lord, accomplish in me. God, accomplish in me that which you started. God, that purpose and that plan that you had for my life, it says even for my birth. God, I pray that you would see that through. God, that right now in this place, Lord, I pray that you would just begin to open up my mind, Lord, to to, uh, accept that you would still have a story, Lord, that would be written in my life. God, there's, there's still some things, God, that I can expect down the road that, that you are trying to, uh, to do through me. Lord, I pray, Lord, that today, as we come in this place, Lord, that, that we would come to you and believe, Lord, that, that you are not done with me yet. God, I'm expecting things to happen. Lord, I pray, God, that you would just wake somebody up right now, Lord, to the fact. Jesus.